Hello and welcome to episode one of Journey to Conquer. My name is Emma Jackson and each week I'm going to talk to somebody who's taken part in our Cape York Walk for Mental Health Awareness, Conquer the Corrugations. Each episode will be a conversation with someone who's participated in the walk, someone who's keen to share their personal journey, a journey of inspiration, maybe tragedy and hope. I hope you enjoy it. On today's episode, I'd like to welcome a very special guest, Craig Fletcher. Hi, Craig. How are you? Yeah, very well. Thanks, Em. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for giving up your time and coming on to our show today. Ah, you're more than welcome. You're looking well. (laughs) Thanks. So, Craig, we're going to have a little bit of a chat. As you know, this show is called A Journey to Conquer. And I'd love for you, before we get into um, that conversation, I'd love you to just share a little bit about yourself, where you live, what you do. A bit of information just for our listeners. Thanks, Craig. Yeah, no worries. So, um... I'm a 49-year-old male. I hope you picked that in my voice. Father of four, grandfather of five. I live in Cape York, a pretty remote community known as uh, Cohen, um, probably five or six hours from the tip of the country. So, yeah, live in remoteness, um, publican at a, at a bar, the Exchange Hotel. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I've been, been with Conquer five years now since its inauguration. And how are you coping at the moment with the um, community lockdown? How's that impacting you guys? Uh, well, it's impacting the business severely. Probably lost 75% of our trade, I'd say, with the kitchen and the, um, the in-house drinking. But we still, uh, we still have our, see our regulars daily um, for some takeaways. But, um, yeah, no, we're, we're going all right. Um, we're putting the kicking the feet up a bit. We have a lot more time to ourselves now. So knocking over all them little jobs that just seem to linger. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. You'd have a few yourself, wouldn't you, on a station? Yeah, the ones you can no longer put off. Anyway, so today, um, love to have a conversation with you around Conquer the Corrugations. So Conquer is our Cape York Walk for Mental Health Awareness. And I'd love you to start by telling us where you fitted in with Conquer the very first year it started five years ago, Craig. Okay, so I was I was Brisbane born and bred, and I think uh, I left Brisbane at 44 years of age. It was 2015, January 2015. Uh, believe it or not, the 5th of January was when I started in the mines up in Weeper, and um, that happened to be the inaugural year for Conquer the Corrugations. So I learnt of Conquer the Corrugations through family. Um, they They were... I think the family, you know my family quite well and between yourself and uh, it filtered through from you through the family, you know, about this walk that you had um, planned and, and were undertaking and, um, yeah, I was new to town and full of energy and looking to meet people and um, I believed in the cause. So, yeah, let, let's jump on the walk and, um, yeah, I haven't missed one since and um, it's been a big part of my life. So your role in Conquer that first year, what you you had a pretty important role. Share share what your role was, thanks, Craig. 
Oh, look, I wouldn't say it's an important role, Em. I, um, I'm fond of my music, very fond to the extent when I left Brisbane, I, I designed my own little karaoke machine to bring to the bush so I'd find some new people to sing along with and Yahoo with. And, um, yeah, I jumped on the walk and basically just volunteered um, my little light truck as a stage and some karaoke gear and, yeah, I was going to participate and perform some entertainment, you know, in the evenings when, when everyone was sort of putting their feet up and um, ice and blisters and stuff. So, yeah, I wouldn't say I'd do anywhere near as much work as you do on this, but I volunteer what limited specialities I have. <laughs> I think if you ask the hundreds of participants on the walk what one of their highlights is, and I'd say it's that Sunday night karaoke at the end of the 40K that Sunday night, <laughs> music, getting up. Uh, you're too kind. <laughs> and you. Oh, no, I think you're too kind, Em. <laughs> so the first year you took part in Conquer, you were new to town, you did the whole walk, as well as provided all the entertainment for the three nights. So how did that impact yes. you as a husband and a, and a father? Oh, it didn't really impact me. Like, um, I, I was mining, so I was four days on and four days off, and my four days off were all about socialising. So, you know, um, I believe when I signed up, it was more to support friends, like family and friends. Like, I, I wasn't, you know, aware of the reasons it was kicking off or or who it was dedicated to, but I knew they were, they were respected friends of my family. So... You know, I'm all about supporting that. To me, it was more about a gathering and getting out there and, um, yeah, let's have a bit of a yahoo and a camp in the bush. But, um, you know, it took on far more meaning than that after my very first walk. And, um, you know, and I, it, it was an event, an annual event, which is pretty much all we get up here in the bush, one fishing comp a year, one rodeo, you know, and now we have one mental health walk. And it's something that you look forward to, you know, each and every week leading up to the event. I look forward to September's October. Hmm. Before we talk about 2019, how did you find it being a Brisbane boy moving up to Cape York, to the isolation, the challenges, um, and the just the differences? How did you find it? Um, we actually found it amazing. We didn't expect, we, we thought we'd have hurdles like city kids, you know, we had our plazas, our malls, our cinemas and our fast food stores, which I was a huge fan of. Um, to move to somewhere with no McDonald's or KFC was daunting. But um, I suppose it all hinged on our two children at the time were only, well, four children, but what we referred to as the babies. There was a seven-year gap between the eldest two and the, and the babies, as we refer. But they were only 15 and 12 so a lot of it hinged on how they took to the to the country lifestyle. Like, um, you know, the wife and I were looking forward to it, but, yeah, the kids were going to play a huge role. And believe it or not, um, they used to tell us if we were to ever leave the bush, we're going back to the city on our own. They fell in love with it, so it made it mm. a hell of a lot easier for us. So, yeah, as a father, while the kids were happy, I was happy. Yep. So you, your wife, you raised your children for a good few years up here, um, took part in Conquer, enjoyed it. So what happened in 2019 that changed all that, Craig? It, as I mentioned earlier, we moved here on the 5th of January and ironically enough, on our anniversary on the, on the 5th of January 2019, my wife had struggled for, for many a year with her mental health and, um, you know, for 
for reasons that, you know, I get. Um, but, you know, it all just became too much for her. And, and on that night, she, on the 5th of January 2019, she took her life. Um, you know, um, while the kids were out, it was just me and her at home. And, um, yeah, she disappeared inside. She'd obviously had these thoughts prior, had never really spoke in depth about them, never really talked to me about about that but I don't believe it's a it's a decision she made lightly and in a heartbeat um yeah and that 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 rocked our world it changed us forever and you know my heart bleeds for you and watching you know your family your children um how did you have to change in your role to support your children with that Oh, look, I just have to try and be a positive person. And I, I like you said, I, I bleed for my children as well. My, my parents are still alive. I've never had to deal with what my children have had to deal with. My parents are 80 and 77 and, um, you know, I've lived a great life and um, I've never had to experience losing them. And my children did that, two of them as teenagers, you know, and the, and the older two as, as young mothers and I just cannot, I try and place myself in their shoes and I just, I, I cannot and I, I have to go forward just to, um, you know, just to stand with them. But um, I haven't really given much time to myself and and that's probably been a positive as in while I've been focused on the children, I haven't really had to deal and that's been my saving grace, I suppose. So Conquer was in the end of September 2019, nine months later after the tragic event yes so leading up to conquer did how did you feel leading up to conquer was it something you wanted to take part in or was it something that you wanted to pull back from and sort of as a little turtle hide under your shell how did you feel going going into september no do you know i've changed dramatically as in um while i was always a supporter of the cause i'd now like to be a voice for the cause as in i want to scream from the rafters i want to tell people that this is just not on. It's it's no good for anybody, um, you know. So now I was actually looking forward to it, and, and you know, we had the wife's birthday, Velma's birthday, on the eleventh of September, not too long before that walk. So we had a hell of a lot going on in September. It was my daughter's birthday a week before her mum's. There was so much going on in September, and and they're all they're all milestones for me, you know. Um, I wanted to celebrate. That was the first. Birthday of Elmay's, I never woke up to tell her good morning. I never had her here to tell her that. And, you know, they are milestones that I, I don't understand myself sometimes. I, I look forward to these things and, um, you know, and Conquer was another one. Once I got the birthdays out of the road, I just wanted to get to Conquer and I wanted to spruik. Mm. So on the morning of Conquer 2019, you gave her a really heartening, warming, inspiring speech. Um, there were around 270 people who took part in 2019 Conquer the Corrugations. Your speech must have had nearly everybody with their eyes filled. Can you remember um, what some of your key points or key messages were in your, in your talk, Craig? Yeah, look, I... Um we actually did an all-nighter that night because we did the, the Friday welcome to everybody. We had dinner. I put on some karaoke and then I had some, you know, I had a lot of friends and family converge on Cohen and Cape York for that walk that year. 
So we sort of locked ourselves inside the bar and, and we had some private time and, and we just seemed to talk until the sun came up and the, and the walk was on. Um, I think I penned that speech about 4 a.m. Um, while I was just, we'd discussed so much and, and, you know, there was a hell of a lot of tears and while things were raw, that's what I wanted to deliver. So I wrote my speech as raw as I could. I knew that it may, well, not offend, but, but upset people and that, that wasn't my angle, but I did want to touch on this is real and it has dire consequences for all those left behind. You know, people who loved and adored you who are just bleeding still today, nine months later. Um, you know, I I can't remember too much of what I touched on there and but um, you know, feedback, people rocking into my bar now. As you know, we've we've gone from maybe a dozen people in the first year or two dozen people to and while I talk to everybody and anybody, it does, it's a long walk and it takes a couple of days, but it's like it goes by in a heartbeat. And I forget a lot of faces, but people present themselves in my bar and, um, and reminisce, hey, I was on the walk last year. Do you remember meeting me? Um, you know, jog my memory, I do remember. And then some people, you know, memorising lines from my speech and repeating back to me and telling me that that, that made a difference in their world. You know, that's the sort of stuff I want to, want to achieve and spruik and conquer. So um, I, I do remember, oh, you know, some of the things I spoke about were getting ahead of the game. Like, um, you know, we are so reluctant to talk about mental health, like, like it's embarrassing, like it's humiliating, and that to me is bullshit. Um, you know, if we are to get a sniffle, we run to the doctor and present ourselves to a, to a professional who will yep. cure us of that common cold. You know, we we break a limb, we go to a doctor who, again, will cure us. We're pregnancies, we go on, you know, midwives deliver our children. These are specialists in their field. And there are people known as psychologists and psychiatrists who are available to us readily 24 hours a day on some of these helplines and we never consult them for our own, for our own existence. I mean suicide is permanent and terminal it's mm. done once you make the decision why do we not reach out that's something that bewilders me still and um i do get that once you're in that dark dark tunnel you know you got blinkers on and and there is there is no consequence anymore you don't consider the family the friends the you know and and, and it's not a self-centered thing it's just you're trapped, you're focused, and it's a spiral downhill and it's fast. I mean, I think what I tried to beg of people was to get ahead of the game and acknowledge that there's help there and please do your utmost before entering that tunnel of no return. Let's get ahead of the game and talk. And that's what this walk does for me and it does for many others. So, um, yeah, I, I love that, you know, that was something I delivered and something that, that one of the ladies came back and and told me that she reflects on um, when she's feeling down. She doesn't want to enter that tunnel of no return. Mm. You know, that was a not a throwaway line, but I don't know where that come from. In my rawness, it, it's what I penned on the day and it's what I read out. And um, to think that someone's fixated on that on a day-to-day -day basis to get them through, I'm, I'm happy with that because she's still with us. Mm. Absolutely. So going back to the first year you joined in Conquer the Corrugations, you were, you were a newbie to Cape York, you joined in to get out in the bush, have a bit of fun, do a bit of a, a challenging walk, hang out, meet some new people. And the, 
the, the fifth year you took part, um, what actually did Conquer the Corrugations mean to you? In a nutshell, what did it mean to you last year? Yeah, it meant a hell of a lot. And I think, again, in that speech I touched on, you know, I always just, I, I didn't really know my role. I rocked up every year and I did the walk and we had fun together and we had a laugh and we all talked and, and we all got deep. Um, you know, but one thing that dawned on me was I was simply a supporter and then that year I became, um, I think I said, a member of a group that I never, never, ever asked for mm -hmm. membership to. You know, and, and I always believed this just happened to somebody else and I was just a guy that was going to walk with them and hopefully make it better and, you know, this rubbish was for somebody else's family, not mine. And then I found myself a member of that family that year and and I just wanted to know, it, let everybody know, you know, as positive and confident as you are or whatever your family and friends mightn't be doing as well and uh, you just need to be there for them. You know, one day you could find yourself in this boat. I never, ever dreamed in my wildest dreams that I'd ever join this family. But I am now. Um, I'm a member and I can't turn back the hands of time. I'll always be a member. Um, but I'm far from a victim. You know, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to spruik and save people from joining this club. We don't need any more membership. It's not that sort of club. Absolutely. So... You're absolutely right. And I think um, from this, although it's not a positive outcome, you, you've got an energy to you and a passion around suicide prevention, around mental health awareness. How are you going to try and channel that going forwards, Craig? Well, again, I just, I, I want to promote the cause. I seriously believe in it. You know, somebody who just put one foot after the other, believing that, you know, this wasn't them, they were there for somebody else and how tragic it were. But the realisation that, you know, we're all potential members if we don't cure this illness and, and get behind the cause. So now, to me, it's about putting everything I have into it. And I, I think I've spoke to you, I have some big dreams and some big visions. Um, I dream in grandeur. Um, you know, I want to consult some organisations and, and get some media coverage and and you know, mm, yep. you know, dedicate a bit more energy to this. Absolutely, and I and I um, I completely support you on that. Conquer the corrugations is a walk where we we walk as one, um, trying to address the stigma around mental health. Um, like you say, we are a family. There's a crew behind the scenes who work really hard to pull this event together. And what we're finding is for the, in the last five years, there's people who are returning, participating in the walk every year um, and getting a bit out of the walk. Who do you think um, would benefit from taking part in this walk? So if there are people out there listening to this now, who would you suggest does the walk, Greg? Absolutely everybody. Anyone that hears this podcast, jump on board. I mean, you know, to me, the first year I did it, um, you know, I didn't really look at the realisation of it's 42 kilometres. Holy hell, that's a marathon. Um, it, it's exactly a marathon, 42 kilometres. Um, I never questioned whether I was capable of it. I just 
followed my mates and supported my mates and and you know it was not as grueling as I thought it'd be it's a hell of a long way never walked that far before in my life it's a hell of a long way but it's amazing the power of the mind you walk and you talk and you forget about the paces while you're talking you're that entrenched in your chats it just the kilometers just seem to seem to fade away and um you know that that camaraderie and that that openness and the talking and the you know this this is designed for everybody get out there and plod and walk I mean I wouldn't miss one now and and I must tell everybody I'm not the fittest guy around I'm almost (laughs) 50 and 125 kilos and um you know I've walked every kilometer every year and I've done nothing in between (laughs) um so you know it is it's amazing what you can achieve if if you got the right mindset I mean you know, crippling mental health with a positive mindset, I believe, is sustainable. You can do it, um, you know, with, with help from from professionals and whatnot. But, you know, try that walk. Pull yourself on and, and challenge yourself to, I can do that walk. If fat guy can, I can. <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. Do you remember the first year, Craig, um, I had a um, first year, the second year, first year I had a, a baby. I had a nine month old and I kept pulling up to breastfeed and everybody had continued to walk. And not only was I one of the key organizers, but I'm breastfeeding a nine month old who had two ear infections. And then we got to the Cohen pub that evening and I lay on my bed, just, just almost vomiting for the whole night. It, it was it was hard, but like you say, with that determination, you, you do it, don't you? You just pull it from somewhere and you just, just poke on down that road. Yeah, you do. And under those circumstances, it would have been very easy for you to talk yourself out of it. But, um, you know, you, you don't. You just, there's a challenge in front of you and, and you just take on all challenges. And, um, yeah, it's one foot after the other at the end of the day. You know, with rest stops every little drink stops and, and, you know, fruits and vegetables and it's well catered for. I mean, it's about five kilometres before your first break. It's one hour. I mean, everyone can walk an hour. You take that break and you just tell yourself it's another hour and I'll be pulling up again and having a singer and having a drink <laughs> yeah. and having some fruit. And, um, yeah, it's, it's quite quite easy, really. Um, well, it's not easy. Um, <laughs> I don't even Hey, here, and but I mean, you know, there you go. Some some lad who hasn't even jogged the block in the last two decades can walk forty two kilometres, and a pregnant woman breastfeeding can walk forty two kilometres. I think everybody can walk forty two kilometres. We have school children. How young are some of them kids there? Mm, you know, mm. twelve and thirteen, even younger, still do that walk every year. And I've been seeing them kids since the first year. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. yeah every- Everyone's capable. Everyone's capable. It's it's not too hard, but the benefits that you get from the walk far outweigh the, any any pain. <laughs> yeah. it's, um, it's well rewarding. Good on you, Craig. Thank you. So before we wrap up for this episode, share if there was any advice you could give to somebody who was in your shoes prior to the 5th of January 2019 or in Valmay's shoes, if, if there was any advice you could give anybody having a tough time, what, what would it be? Talk. That is the most important thing you can do is talk, but it's the first thing dismissed. Um, you know, when my wife was depressed and I used to ask her to go talk to someone, she used to say, 
what the hell can talking achieve? And you know what? Um, you know, in, in hindsight, with the grieving my children and I are going through, we've found that the talking has helped us a great deal. We are we are so open now. It's unbelievable. We were never a distant family, but we just became so super sensitive, loved up. We talk every day and we don't fear what we say. We don't hold regret if it comes out of my mouth. It's because I believe in it and there's no shame in it. I just don't believe in shame, you know, and, and I think I've said to you a few times, pride is an overrated commodity. I don't really care if I'm embarrassed. I need to say what I need to say. And you know what? I need sometimes I need to get things off my chest, and I can say that to a total stranger. You know, we, mm-hmm. these people fly up here, from Melbourne and and Sydney and Brisbane, and you know, I have never met these people in my life, and I've shared parts of my life with them that I haven't shared with some of my closest friends. And and why they're my close friends? I should be able to tell them everything. You know, this this walk really brings you out of your shell, and it sheds a, a new light on life itself. Craig, thank you for sharing from the bottom of your heart to us today. Um, I thank you from the bottom of my heart and sincerely um, appreciate your honesty, your openness and just being able to talk through your journey to conquer. Craig, thank you. No, you're welcome, and I'm willing to talk to absolutely but anybody. You can throw my number around to anybody you know that's struggling. If they want to hear something from the horse's mouth, I can give them the aftermath of something like this. It's not pretty, but um, I don't know if they need to be shock and awed, but um, you throw my number around. I'm happy to speak on this topic to absolutely anybody. Thank you. Maybe they just do Conquer the Corrugations 2020 and they can walk at the back with you and have a yarn with a big guy at the back. Craig, thank you so much. You have a great day. I don't know what you were implying then. Most times I'm at the front, I lead out. I'm pretty fit. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, and thank you for your time, Em, and um, you dedicate so much of your own personal life to this, uh, along with many others. So many people that um, you know put in such effort to pull this pull this weekend off and I know it doesn't happen overnight you work tirelessly for months out you're probably on it now actually five months out but um no look thank you and thank you everybody else that has anything to do with this walk and and putting it together like they do well with kindness and generosity you were actually one of our biggest sponsors providing the Friday night camping the Friday night feed um playing host that evening is is essential um we couldn't do the walk without all our sponsors all the donations everything that's provided for the friday saturday sunday so yes thank you to everybody and craig thank you to you no and thank you emma it's been a pleasure chatting to you as always thanks craig okay you have a good afternoon So, that was our friend Craig Fletcher sharing a very deep and personal story. Look out for episode two, where we interview another participant on our Conquer the Corrugation walk. You guys stay well, stay safe, and have a fabulous day. My name's Emma Jackson, and this is A Journey to Conquer. Not enough time to get me away from feeling like I'm misunderstood